You're listening to the Captain's Quadrant. Set a course for fun. Like, share, and subscribe. Welcome back to the wondrous world of the Captain's Quadrant, where myself and my two good buds are going to be talking all about Star Trek. This is the realm in the quadrant of space, the Captain's Quadrant, where we talk about Star Trek, and we're going to be talking with Zero of Zero, another new name for our friend Jason, and Risa found Jason. I, I didn't get the memo, I don't know if you guys catch this, but if you're watching on YouTube, these gentlemen are in some extremely fine threads. Or I'm in old black tee with the good old logo on it. The uh, youngsters call it Mad Drip. Yes, yes. My my good buddies here have Mad Drip. Well, I did get a haircut, though. So at least we're getting the, in the hair frame. Very nice. not in the shirts. So we're here to talk about a wonderful Star Trek prodigy. Let us jump into First Contact. Already? Yay. Thanks. Hello, our good friend KB Prestige Media. How you doing? Um, so, what you did know, you guys think, think that bumper would get old after a while? But no, it's still it does not. It, it oh. is just it is as funny as the first day I watched it. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think? What was what were your thoughts of the episode? You go, guys. Uh, okay, I will go then. Uh, it was enjoyable uh, out of the two so far. I do think it leaned a little bit towards the weaker side slightly, mostly because of the Borg stuff, which mm. don't get me wrong. I actually thought they did a really decent job of making the Borg scary and mysterious. And I really liked the the uh, diversity that was brought to the collective with all of the different sizes of aliens that were assimilated this time. But let's be honest, they were defanged. They were defanged more than Voyager defanged them. This was probably the weakest we've seen the collective in a very long time. And while I understand that they were under the effects of Janeway's bio biological neural virus technobabble thingy-majig that happened in uh, the finale of Voyager, which I thought was a really nice. Oh, that's what movie. it was? I was like, That's what, what it was. It was <laughs> it, Captain Janeway wow. did it. Yeah, I, that's a I, good... Yeah. And I know it's a kid's show, Prestige Multimedia Group. I know it's a kid's <laughs> show. However, but like Jason, I think one, little throw, one little throwaway line like, oh, you know, their, their assimilation tubules aren't working. That would have been fine. I don't know. Mm. Rise about. Uh, I don't think I could add any more than what Jason said. That little mini rant, he absolutely <laughs> describes What's what I thought rant? of the episode. Slightly, slightly. Slightly. It, was, um, it but, was a little salty aside. That's all it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, it did feel flat. It felt kind of very flat. I didn't really, for me, it wasn't the most exciting one, I'd say. I don't know what I... I got too fixated on the idea of the concept of the weapon. Mm. I don't know what I actually philosophically think about the weapon itself. Whether It's a good storytelling device, whether it's, it, it is a, a really big threat to the... Do you think it's a giant threat to the Federation? The nanobots? The the, the weapon? I yeah, the so. weapon itself. I think so. Does it like does it feel like the stakes are high? Yes. I, I don't. 
like that's my problem with it. I'm like, yeah, is that kind of what it is? I I respectfully disagree. I I think that the stakes are high. I think it's a, it's literally a doomsday device, and I yeah. I like that. Yeah. I have a theory. We'll get into that later on, but. Uh, what I enjoyed most about this episode was with the very thing you guys are talking about now, and that's the mysterious weapon that's been placed on the ship. And I'm there are some. You back and forth with? <laughs> I'm all over the place. You like you know, <laughs> There is a reason behind it. If you if you want me to really tell you what's going on, I mean, I think I I, I think there's going to be a connection to another show yeah. that we all all know and you know have split feelings for. I guess it's safe to say. But we'll see when we get there. Let us get into the episode summary. Oh, where are we? Episode summary. Sullivan! <laughs> uh, Star Trek Prodigy. Prodigy, excuse me. Prodigy, what? Star Trek. Did I get that logo wrong? <laughs> no, you're good, you're good. Season <laughs> one, right episode, episode 12. Okay, yes, yes, we're good, yes, we're good, yes. we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where sweeping Borg lie when the crew encounters a dormant Borg cube. Zero risks everything to save their ship. I gotta say, every time I see a picture of the Protostar, the only thought that goes through my mind is, that is such a pretty ship. It is. It's it makes cool. an amazing silhouette, doesn't it? It does. and It, it does. Like, it really does. It, and when it I really... Brings- it's, mm-hmm. it's like all the great things about the Sovereign and the Voyager right. and the Enterprise A and even the Kelvin Enterprise just all mashed together and it shouldn't work and yet it does. And right. I, just, I love the Protostar so much. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And and yeah. what I like about it is they got the nacelle size right. They're good, nice, yes. beefy nacelles. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, hey, look, guys, before we go ahead, I'm pretty distracted about something. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, we kind of lost our dog. Uh, a oh, few no. hours ago, so yeah, it's pretty rough. My son's actually uh, trying to find him now down by the beach. Right? Oh, I'll just show you a clip of where he's doing. Come on, I just hope we find him. That's all. Uh, anyway, sorry, go on. I'm hoping for the best. Yeah. You're a sick man. <laughs> that was great. I just want to let you know, Chase, that's by far one of my favorite movies of all time. And I was literally driving one of my friends home and I was doing a K-turn and this person had the movie playing on their giant TV and I stopped, turned my lights off just to watch a couple of minutes of it because it's such a great film. Uh, let us uh, jump into pros and cons. And sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Well, zero of zero, yes. what are your pros and cons? Okay, so I, I've already talked about how the Borg were defanged in this episode. And yes, it is a it is a show for kids. However, I find it very strange that even though they defanged the Borg, they made the Borg sufficiently scary. Yeah. And I think that if Star Trek has been doing anything good over the last gosh, 20 years since they la- since the Borg showed up on Enterprise, it's that the Borg are getting scary again. And I really like that. So I don't understand how they made the Borg s- simultaneously super scary and super wimpy at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, that being said, there were some phenomenal, phenomenal sequences in this episode. And the one I was most taken with was whenever Gwen's by herself in the cube and there's this whole like troop of Borg walking by 
and hologram Janeway tells her, don't be a threat. What about my weapon? Just trust me. Don't be a threat. And she has to walk through them. And I just, I don't know, just the lack of music, just the sound effects, just walking through all of these Borg, I just thought that that was so well done, and it was super creepy. I also have to give a huge, I, I got to call attention to a scene whenever they first encounter the Borg cube, whenever they're all standing on the bridge, there's a shot outside of the bridge looking at the you know, looking from the front of the protostar to the back, you can see the nacelles in the back, and you can see the entire crew standing on the bridge. And I just thought that was the coolest shot. This mm. this series, say what you will about the Kelvin reboot movies. Prodigy takes a lot visually from those movies. And I think it's a very interesting concept that it's a television series set in the prime universe, and yet it takes so many visual and auditory cues. I mean, that that main theme that dun 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 has played at least twice during the second half of this season and so there's so much kelvin in this series that it's it's enjoyable and yet at the same time it's comforting because it's in the prime universe and we got janeway and chakotay and all of our old favorites gotta, it's, it's it's the same composer giacano michael giacano did oh, did, did the theme that. for prodigy yeah oh, yeah that's why you got an amazing scene it is yeah. It is. I was actually shocked to find out because that's a director you would think. Uh, sorry, that's a composer you think. Oh, you know, he does all the big Hollywood stuff. But um, no, nah, it's great to see they got him for this show. Yeah, I love hearing the theme every every episode. Yes, it is such a beautifully realized theme too. Just the the mm. ship just flying through all these representations of the characters. I just I love that so much. So is it safe to say that you like the Kelvin timeline movies? Me? Yes. Yeah, I enjoy them. I enjoy them for what they are. They Okay, love them or hate them, they, I do believe they're the reason why Star Trek is around today. They're the reason why we mm. have Picard and, and Discovery and Strange New Worlds and Prodigy and Lower Decks. Mm -hmm. If it was not for the Kelvin movies, we would not have all the goodness we have right now. And I think that Star yeah, Trek yeah, 09 was a fabulous that. movie. Yep. Into Darkness, not so much. But Beyond was fantastic. And yes. it was the best of the three in my opinion. Yes. Yes. Wow, I thought that's that's right. I absolutely agree with Beyond. Beyond felt like the most uh, harkened back to the originals in the way of it was an episode. You know, it had a great villain, simple plot. But I can't believe that Beastie Boys song, which I hated from the start, <laughs> actually worked as a really good plot function. Yeah, yeah, it's really necessary. If they ever do a Star Trek Four or whatever what number we're yeah. up to now. I really want Jayla back. She was so much fun in that movie. Just yeah, I like the screams and the shouting. <laughs> yes, <laughs> me too. All right, so Rysabine, what do you think? Uh, you look, yeah, I, a lot of the pros are actually the same pros that I've been having with the show recently. It's just look, it's 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 really setting a high bar. I'm, I'm always struck at how they are, this is supposed to be a kid's show. It has Nickelodeon on it. Mm -hmm. uh, they are playing this as real and as straight as they would for any Star Trek show. They're not dumbing it down. They're not trying to give us simplistic characters and spoon feed us, you know, really simple moralistic stories. I think it's, it's, it's complex. I think it's, I think some of the younger kids may struggle a little bit with it. 
but the character designs and the fun and the energy of the show would probably keep them engaged. Um, it, it continues to be really, really good. And character, the constant defining of the characters, we get to know a bit more about them all the time. I felt it was the same this week. Every week I feel like I'm getting to know these characters that little bit better. Understand that you're falling in love with them just that little bit more. So, look, overall, the episode for myself, am I in love with the whole idea, the concept of the of the weapon? I don't know. But the rest of it, the rest of it was great. Like I did like seeing the Borg being, like, different because it, it makes total sense, right? They simulate species who they feel can add to them. They are not all humanoid-looking, are they? No, that was what I really liked. Yeah. yeah. Simulating aliens that don't yes. So I, I I kind of dug that. It kind of said to me, I'd love to see that in the live. How would they pull that off in a live action sense? You know, how would they do it? Yeah. Well, uh, quite frankly, they can't. That's why I think Star Trek lends itself so much to animation. Ooh, Cosmic Mom is here. Hey Ma. Hi. <laughs> we'll throw to the comments soon, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll and apparently it. we can find my hot girls here. <laughs> I would that. I was like, huh? oh my goodness wow well we, we got oh, some okay. i mean we were <laughs> jason's uh, rice the... bound he's got to get the hot girls you know you guys got to for it. Um, that's it uh but besides that yeah uh, you know whenever they just... say you have hot singles in your area that hot single is it's me. you <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah look let's for... drop some pictures here right eh? um yeah um, the well, and how they, how well the yeah it looks great. There we go. The you know we button. always talk about Captain Pike's hair, but honestly, yeah, his doll's hair cool. makes yeah. his look it makes it look like he's 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 bald. I mean, look at that. That's a that's a quaff we can all appreciate right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. the the one my my pro this week was seeing Admiral Janeway really go onto the ship. Now they uh, have the she had to give up coffee. I'm not impressed. She had to give up coffee, man. That's stuff. Yeah, they, man. They, they hard listen, in in game, she was not drinking coffee. So it's mm. continuity. Oh, in continuity, wow. I'll give you that in one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, did you yeah. realize that was Jason Alexander playing? The I did, and I have no. to say, oh wow, I have to say I didn't like his character. No, no, no. no but he's it, a great. It was voice a bit too much. He's a great voice actor, but I did not like his character. So what's the other plot? A small, most small plot they had was Murph sick. Yeah, and that wasn't really paid off, was it? No. no what? They're, they're, they're setting things up for that clip that they showed not too long ago. Mm, the, mm. the metamorphosis is coming. Oh, yeah. metamorphosis. Uh, Zero's got an arm back. I, and I yeah, love... Now, Zero being a Borg, becoming the Borg... That was a pro for me. I, no, that was a bit of a con because I could see that one coming a mile away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It but was like... telegraphed that that's what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really interesting. I, I thought it was ex, ex, the actual the the idea of it. His character arc in that episode was handled quite well. I liked Zero getting in the. Because I wasn't convinced he'd come back. Like when no. he turned. Yeah. Like you want to talk about feeling like the Borg were a threat? He when he turned. Yeah. Was that was really have, threatening. I think he would have made the Borg a threat again because that mm -hmm. whatever Zero is because they really haven't gotten into it. Is an entity that is so powerful it makes people that look at it mad. Now imagine yeah, some Medusa mm. from the original series. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And this is why he's that's been oh. solved. I need yeah. a banner to come across the screen that says solve. Solve. Jason. <laughs> zero zero solves it. Wow. All right. Well, 
I You're welcome. That, that would have been an amazing, <laughs> would have been an amazing threat to have. But you know, maybe maybe the Borg have got like the taste of Medusa now, and they're like, "Hey, we can assimilate this," and maybe that'll be somebody else chasing the protostar. I, I mean, there's yeah. possibilities. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And young I, people really seem to like the Borg. Yeah. Who was MVP more, of the episode? Who's MVP Zero's of the, been the MVP of this show for a very long time? Mm, yeah. I think whenever uh, Dal picked her, pick, I keep saying her, and I know it's not a her. I, I think that isn't Zero non-binary, but goes yes. by he, him pronouns. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. But whenever Dal picks up Zero at one point and uses Zero as a phaser, yeah, and Zero's going, I don't know what's going on, but I'm happy to help. <laughs> I've loved zero ever since. I, I love that character. I want more of that character. It's the MVP of the show. Yeah. How about you, Cap? Um, characters that are MVP. You know, I think this week, the, just this week, Who just this week. Uh, I think um, the Rock character, uh, Dwayne. Dwayne, yeah, was Dwayne the Rock Johnson was in this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, we got we got special. He played the Borg Cube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he changed it up. Black Adam. Oh, that's yes. oh, way dang. more personality dang. than he showed in Black Adam. I will say that. <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah. I'm right. sad. I'm uh, zero spirit. zero. I'm angry. Throw to the comments and maybe see what peeps out there are saying. <laughs> oh, that's my job, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that is your job. Okay, let's see. having problem computing. <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong with me. Let's see. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. I'm Space a mom getting oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Roxana, by the way. That's what I was thinking of. All right. Well, here, here we go. Um, Prestige Media Group believes Admiral Janeway was kind, it was of, kind of a con for you. Me. Yes. Why? Um, let's see. Hello, like Janeway. I like Admiral Jane. Uh, Hello, Janeway. I like Admiral Janeway is kind of dumb. That's because they have her following the villain and she yeah. doesn't know it's a villain yet. So yeah. it's probably giving I, you like, why didn't you pick that up? You're Janeway. You should know. Oh, this guy's an asshole. Like, let's let's leave the guy who's clearly a baddie unguarded and sick base. See, that's the thing. She doesn't, she doesn't know, know he's a baddie. Right. He, no. He's this old man on a table saying, they took my daughter. Yeah. yeah. You know, Janeway's going to take like, it on face value. Yeah. She's gonna have Harry Kim flashbacks. No one touches my Harry. She's going to. She's gonna go after him. And the other thing about the um, different topic, could one of you explain binary cis man or woman to me? That would be for a very special yeah, episode. That's of <laughs> yeah, that's probably not appropriate for tonight. No, no, no. I'll DM you, Ma. I'll give you a call later. We'll we'll have yeah, the old, we'll have the old birds and bees and yeah, he's and she talk. You know. I don't, don't want to get something wrong and get canceled yeah i'm taking a risky swear in the shirt tonight i don't want to take yeah. any more behind my hot girls here wow i thought you were joking really <laughs> what are you go. talking about and then now i see it yeah, unbelievable no. um the other big pro for me uh yeah. i don't know if you guys was rock when she started like all right the phases aren't working all right the swords aren't working so i will punch the board and it worked so yeah. I thought that was really cool. I, I was like simplistic things kind She's of. She's adorable. Rock. There's no doubt. Yeah, Rock's I, one of my. Favorites. I was a huge fan of Peter David's New Frontier movies where the Brickar were actually introduced, and there's a character on there named Zach Cabron who's the uh, security officer slash yeah. counselor. 
security I officers. I was expecting more of a reaction. Counselor. I was yes. processing that. I was stuck yes, in he, space. He starts out as the security officer and then he gets <laughs> he gets uh he gets in touch with his feelings and he decides to take um remote courses and he becomes a certified counselor. So whenever he's not blowing people up, he's putting them back together mentally. <laughs> nice. But I love that idea like, that he hurts yeah. somebody and then he counsels yeah. them for six months as, as they Yeah, it's it's such a great character, but that's I love actually, how they, but Rocktar is just completely just the opposite of Zach Cabron because uh, Zach Cabron is just, you know, I will, I will, if you mess with me, I will turn you into a bloody smear on my fist. And yeah. Rock Talk is such, she's just a little girl, but she's smart. And I like Very that. And she, she tries yeah. to use her brains before she uses her bronze. What was that beautiful montage she was in late last year, late season? Oh, where that she was the one where she was stuck in had time. Had to go through time and learn skills. skills. And see from the book, which oh. I don't know how I don't know how much the series is following the lore of the books. The the Bricar yeah. are very long lived. So even though Rock Tar may be may have the body and the mentality of an eight year old, she may be like forty or fifty. Oh it's yeah. Like, like the uh, child from Star Wars. The, the character of Zach Cabron, yeah. who I was talking about, whenever he came into his feelings, it was because he went through puberty. Mm. and he oh, was wow. like he was like 50 or 60 <laughs> wow okay okay wow. can you imagine you, you're just now going through puberty guys like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> all right let's hop into are we are we breaking away for commercial jace no no we're gonna run straight through this week. all right let's go yeah let's go. yeah yeah just let's hop right time. yes stem forward comments time oh this is terrible i like it all right, uh, which one of you guys know what they were drinking? You remember? Uh, I don't remember. No, I don't even no. remember that episode, to be honest, which is unusual for me because no, I, what I were have they no drinking? I believe it's prune juice. It is. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Wolf loves it. Loves yeah. prune juice. I like that's it. A, that's a running gag. Isn't yeah, it? it's a running gag on the Star Trek. Yeah. You know, his, yeah, his yeah, bowels yeah. must have been clean as a whistle. <laughs> you know, you're, you're walking down the hallway of the Enterprise. You just hear this howl come from his quarters. That that Klingon death. <laughs> death <laughs> and then the smell hits you like a fist to the face. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, Prestige Media got it. <laughs> if I saw War for the coffee in the morning, mate, I'd be running the other way because you know it's coming, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's putting that coffee down and straight to the floor. <laughs> uh, I just want to. Give a special shout out to Prestige Media for walking my mom through the uh, terms uh, cis woman and stuff like that. So thumbs up. Oh right, okay. That's yeah. a we don't go. What a community! What a guy We're helping each other. That's, yeah, that's that's wonderful. A community. I, I that's like that. Every I feel like I should be playing that now. You know, everybody knows. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Yeah. yeah. And the other half. Well, I have that. Really I've, I've, I've only got this bit. Ah! Doesn't yeah. seem appropriate. <laughs> Jason's face. Zero's like, not no. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, Look, well, I mean, that uh, hot women guy, that's definitely... Uh... <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I don't know, so far. Oh, I got to go to the comments. Hold on. Yes, this is... Okay, uh... go to the comments. Massive. Massive. 
I'm assuming Klingon, Klingon turds. turds. Klingon turds are massive. I would assume your so. mom is awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be pretty bad. Eh? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Is there anything you guys want to talk about special of this show? Um, I've got one thing. Look, that... Yeah, I mean, overall, it's it looks like it's prepping to be an awesome season. It really yeah. does. They're like, definitely throwing just... a lot of plot balls into the air. Yes. Yeah. 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 What... Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite things about this show is the main villain, the mainstay villain, and he happens to be voiced by um, the. His name is John Noble, right? Yes, the steward of Gondor. The steward oh, of Gondor. That's exactly what I was about to say. I yeah. love the fact that steward even Gaul at one point fanboys over his voice, and it's just like, oh, even the way that he says this is so great. Yeah. 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 Is how much fun God, that is. So the rule of Gundar is mine and no others. Like the way he was eating the. I, what was he I, eating? I can't yeah, eat the tomatoes anymore yeah. because of that. Oh, the I was watching that in the theater, theater just going, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cool, man. Yeah, well, so you know, cool. um, I'd love to know, you know, what I should have done the research about is what how this is performing for Paramount as a oh, show. That's a good question. I think it's um, doing well because it got another half like yeah, it's got a nomination for an award yeah, coming up. and it got an award and uh, a nomination and there's so i live in uh the eastern corridor of the united states and then we have one of the largest malls that just got put up and they have a big uh prodigy billboard there so yeah. that i saw the other day so I'm, I'm assuming it's doing pretty well and they have uh nickelodeon land in the mall and there's a whole like prodigy section so it's got to yeah. be doing pretty well if they're they're putting all that in there. Like I said, I just I'm I'm, I'm I don't know if this show is aimed at kids. Like, it's awesome that there it is for kids, and it's great that that's how we market it. But I don't think the writers are sitting in the writing room, going, "All right, we're going to make sure that kids understand." Like, I just feel like they're just writing Star Trek episodes, like animated Star Trek episodes. Yeah. Well, they're a bit more freer, aren't they, conceptually, when it comes to aliens and you know where they can take you within the Star Trek. Here's some uh, figures I just came up with right here. Um, oh, okay. Awesome. Stats on a 30-day uh, average basis, uh, TV demand for Star Trek Prodigy has jumped 13.9%. It is rated at a percentile rank of 92.5, meaning it has a higher demand than 92.5 of all action and adventure titles in the United States. That's incredible. And, uh, wow. That's pretty good. That's yeah. insane. That's, that, yeah. That's great. So oh, this will be here for the long haul. This will definitely get a seven season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like if it's, if it's if it's being respected. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes, I don't know what they kind of, because that seems to be where all the the simpletons get their data from. But I'd be curious <laughs> to see what it says on there. Because yeah, I go there myself. What can I say? I now have a lot of disdain for either side of it, but I'm always still curious, nonetheless. But yeah, uh, looks like it's going to be a show that's you know going to be for a long time. Ooh, okay, so and 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 your Rotten Tomatoes, mm -hmm. I can. I'm going to pull it up here because we have that type of technology where we can real yeah, time, yeah, yeah, yeah. real time yeah, throw. Here we go. It booting it up. up, booting it up. If I I should have brought my glasses. Lighting. I'm sorry, my, I don't have my glass. I got a squinter. This is captivating, by the way. Everywhere. <laughs> I got a really. All right, okay, Here we go. Ninety-four percent fresh by um, 
the critics, critics and 72% fresh, you know, well-received by the audience. So this, the, I think... The is, audience score, though, is usually trash. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're going to have your fanboy haters hate on it. Just mm -hmm. going to hate on it. Yeah. Uh, so that's actually an excellent score. I think it's great, especially since... Yeah, and, and I feel like I'm actually in sync with the critics for a change. Uh, yeah, same. In regards to it, because, uh, yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I not read one review on the show. Yeah, Prodigy to me is great because it really has gone in a direction that no other series has gone before. You know, there's, you know, to have a crew of no Federation members, no humans. Yeah. And the just have them be so far removed from the Federation and yet trying to get there. I, I really enjoy that. I think that it's a, it's a great it's, break from everything else. Yeah. And it's fascinating how they, they're putting like that crew is idolizing almost, you know, putting it on a pedestal Starfleet. It's all about Starfleet. And I, I hope the show, cause it feels like it'll go that way. We'll deal with the ultimate disappointment. They will have with Starfleet. Imagine they, they do a Monty Python, the last episode, everybody gets arrested. Yeah. <laughs> no, but just in the concept, they're making them almost seem like Starfleet's a deity of some sort, you know, yeah, 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 idolizing yeah. it. Well, and that wasn't until the one Starfleet dude, like, left him to die. <laughs> yeah, that kind that of had to have been a bit yeah, of a... Yeah, that, that's kind I of was thrown away, though, wasn't it? Like, I, I was happy whenever Janeway showed up and they were like, there's no survivors. I'm like, yes, he died. Good. <laughs> oh, you mean for Chakotay? No, no, the guy last for, week. The station oh, the, yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah. Uh, they dropped those Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. Doll is a member of the Federation. Oh, actually, I think you've got your uh, your prestige characters. media. You've got your character swap. Doll is not a Tellarite. It's Jankum Pog who's the Tellarite. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And you know, can I can I just talk Jankum. about Jason Mazukas real quick? Awesome. How does he not make Pog annoying? Because Jankum Pog to me should be the most annoying character on the show, and yet he's not. I mm. think he's written annoying, and Jason's that talented. I think he so. makes it like you know because he adds his own little bits into it. There was a scene in that episode where he's going to try to, you know, get his tools out. Ah, oh, Jankum will fix it, and he's going. Does anyone see you like any buttons or? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah. And then it's just the camera's starting to pay away because I'm really starting to freak out here. And that's a Manzukas because I'm a big fan of Jason Manzukas. Oh, me too. That's He's got such a distinctive voice. I just yeah, he it. has yeah. those little isms, like those mm -hmm. Manzukisms. Yeah. And that was definitely <laughs> one of them. And that's why the character works so well. You're right. I actually think if you another actor tried to perform that, it no, would be work. oh, it would be horrible. It would be yeah. fingers down the blackboard. Because he he is Jankum is written so cringy, and yet Mazukas makes yeah. it all work. I, I really liked that scene on the holodeck whenever Janeway said, this is impossible. If there was a weapon on the ship, I'd know it. Oh, just like you knew about this, this, this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Janeway just kind of goes, eh, touche. <laughs> I mean, in the beginning of the episode, he's like a coward. He sends everyone in first. Yeah. <laughs> Janeway will go last. Someone has to protect you. And then yeah. when, when they walk ahead of him, he laughs. Yeah. He goes, ha! <laughs> like, <it works. laughs> I just don't understand where his you know, the colloquialism of not using pronouns comes from. Because he's always Jenkum Pog this and Jenkum Pog that. We've never seen a Tellarite oh, do that. Oh, he's third person. Yeah. yeah. Why is it always third person? I don't I don't get that. 
Yeah, I would love to see meet character fault. You know what I mean? He needs to meet the doctor, and the doctor's like, "Why do you talk like that? What is your deal, kid?" He's a lovable douchebag. Yeah, he is. Just like all of Mizuka's characters, you know, Jay on Big Mouth, and yeah, uh, that. Oh gosh, it it just that's that's Mizuka's. He's just the lovable douchebag. Yeah, he's brilliant at it though. So, yeah, yeah, that's quite well. That's quite well. Yeah. All right, let us move on to uh, future. Oh, do we want to pull up some comments before we move to figure oh, features? Yeah, see. please do. Uh, see what the theme Prestige is has a member has a uh, theory about Doll. Says his parents are probably admirals or something. So, oh, yes, both are Federation members. It is a possibility. I'm still sticking by my theory that Doll is an Iconian, though. I still think Doll okay. is a new type of uh, Dominion's. Um, Jem Hadar. I think they're going to make us. Yeah. I'm just still jealous over his hair. <laughs> his hair is like, it, it, like I said, Captain Pike would be jealous of that hair. It's yeah, I agree. yeah. I agree. They, they could have a Star Trek needs to have a hair off. Because, yeah, you know, it really does. Hair. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I all, want to know what the little tinkle on the hair. back of his head is for, too. Yeah. If all the he's bad a bad one. They've done, they've done Maybe some, he's like an avatar stuff. alien. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That'd be interesting. Were we saying uh, Rice about Jason? Oh, I don't know. It was a joke. That I've kind of gone there. <laughs> we, we, we ruined it. We ruined it. Just like yeah, we ruined everything. Think of Bob. But you know what everything. it is time for? My favorite segment. Uh, future speculations? Oh, yeah. I suppose it's that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. I ask you, Captain. What conclusion would you draw? So, for me, I, I don't know if this is... I'm going to pull up. I'm hoping... Did you... Did you bring it, put up a picture of the weapon in the notes? No, believe it or not, Trekcorp didn't actually. This is as close as I got to the, oh, okay. the weapon. Yeah, because my, my shot. Yeah, Jankum pointing. Yeah, he looks really yeah. cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so all right, cats out of the bag. My um, my theory is that the weapon is the part of the AI that Picard saw at the end of season one. That when that portal opened up. And then mm. the, the tentacle, because it looks like the same type of tentacly thing that was Quite in possibly. Picard season one. Is it oh. possible? Is what it... timeline? But how does the timeline fit with this? Because well, well Janeway's yeah, admiral, is, so this is about, this is before Picard, before? isn't it? No, this is after Picard. Uh, no, this, this is during Picard. Picard. Uh, this is before. Before. It have to be before. Has you to think be. So? Yeah. What year does? Yeah, let's Star figure that shit out. We should yeah, know yeah. it. Twenty three, so approximately seventeen years before Picard. Oh, yeah. so go. all right. Well, it would still work though, because if you think about it, no, yeah, it actually it works yeah. for your argument even more. Yeah, so. even more so. Thank you. Because it could I mean, evolve we, and grow, and we could go. very well see live action doll or live action Gwen show up on Picard. Maybe that would be kind of neat. Dope. That would you be know, cool. You know what? Have Six them call ago, down to engineering and say, no "Engineering, way. we need power." Jacob Pog is trying to. <laughs> you know. Six months it, ago, I would have said, "No way, that's possible." But now, ever since oh. that announcement for lower decks, there we go. She was an admiral in first Nemesis, actually. But yes, Janeway was an yes. admiral in Nemesis, so it fits. It fits definitely. It fits. Yeah. It fits. It fits. Captain Doves. <laughs> Captain Doves. Uh, speculation fits. <laughs> Guys, do you have uh, anyone? No, not really. I can tell you what next week's episode is going to be called. Okay, we'll I do think. that. Let me find it. I believe it's called um, All the World's a Stage. Yes. 
that's that the just... episode with the fake Vulcans in it, I believe. Isn't that Shakespearean? Yes, all the world's a stage, oh, and then it's but an actor okay, who and, and and hours on the stage, and then is heard no more. Wow, look at you! Yes, wow. Were you smart. a theater major at some point? Yes, I I there was a theater major. Yeah, at wow. Trek Core, which I've got to say, guys, I get all my images from. I love Trek Core. Thank you, Trek Core, for doing the amazing stuff that you do. And indeed, uh, but you guys have the some summary of this week after yeah the coming show up on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Is the crew answers a distress call to find a colony trapped in Starfleet's past? Interesting. Yes. Mm. Oh, that's going to be fun. I'm, I'm kind of thinking it looks a little bit like a comic book that was put out a few years ago where the crew of the Enterprise or the Enterprise D revisits the planet that was seen in a piece of the action. You remember the gangster planet? Oh. And, uh, and instead of emulating the gangsters now they're emulating 23rd century federation all right because they're just a bunch of copycats with no culture mm. and so that was the vibes i got from the season trailer was that you know that's what's going on on this planet is people are emulating uh an old contact absolutely because obviously with the title of the show inferring what it's inferring with that summary yeah i reckon you're on to something yeah, I think you're on a thumb there. Quite go. All right. Of course I am. I'm very uh, intelligent. Well, well let's put we... zero zero to test with my favorite segment. Here we that? go, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. It's time for stupid Star Trek questions. All right. Okay. And stupid Star Trek question this week is why does Starfleet keep changing their uniforms so much oh, not and and unusually so who we talked about this before yeah we, we have yeah. have we but yeah. we can talk about it again because i have really a great yeah we did we did yes. we, we must have several months. months ago it was months yeah. ago yeah 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 but Damn I, I have Damn an amazing I've got a list theory. here <laughs> I had a list that was sent to me and I picked it out of it. We'll come up with a different one. Should we just can I play the no. I play the yeah, intro? Play the again. Intro again. Play the intro. Actually, I don't really have another one. Does anyone have one? <laughs> oh. <I'm blind>. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's maybe we can rephrase it because we did talk about it before. But since we last time talked about it, we've had Prodigy now. With mm -hmm. new and uniforms. they have new uniforms. Right. And then yeah. you've got Picard, which is a slightly new uniform. Mm -hmm. You've got Lower Decks, who've had two uniforms. Right. The black one, the uh, – actually, three, hasn't there been? Yeah, they've, got the, they've got the Cerritos uniform. They've got the first so the contact uniforms, and then they have the holodeck uniforms, yeah. Yeah. So the question now can be phrased, why is the current, you know, up-to-date Star Trek, like the most current modern version, you could say, of theirs in the future – why are they accelerating their Star Trek changing the Star Trek uniform? Merchandising. <laughs> Where the More real money is. from the movie is made. Well, absolutely. <laughs> well, we well, the real uniforms. Question, how, the uniforms. Okay, how would you justify that in writing? How would you try to go, well, this is the reason why? Is it because it's attached to a a class of ship now? We talked about that once before as well. That was one of my Could it be because of um the Prodigy's experimental ship, and they've got experimental like uniforms. Oh, so like uniforms if you were doing a test pilot, you yeah, know, wear these uniforms. Yeah, yeah, maybe so they're like fire, fire resistant. Someone else, 
we we've actually seen this before. Now we haven't seen this much of it, but we've seen different uniforms all over the place. You know, you got the drab the drab olive vests that are mm-hmm. on the star bases. You have the the uniforms that are on the major ships. You had the jumpsuits because remember the jumpsuits were being worn at the same time that the regular uniforms were being used. Right. Uh, and you know you have all these different variations. We had different variations of admirals' uniforms throughout the entire okay. run of TNG and, and DS9. I think we're just so, seeing more of the universe than we did before. So here we go. And expanding on the question, then, don't you think it's problematic for their mission? Starfleet being Starfleet, right? And they're going out and they're doing first contact, second contact, all that. And they're assuming that the other cultures will understand the fact they know that we're all the same. I mean, what's to think that first contact, they're wearing one turban uniform, next time they're wearing opposite, and the aliens are thinking, these must be the evil version of these. (laughs) (laughs) That's happened in Star Trek where they've had a culture with just the different... Color yeah. sides of the faces, and so aliens are known to be have to be very simplistic in de- de- detailing who's the good and bad guys. So my point is, their uniform is actually bad for exploration of space. Their policy of changing uniforms, you would think you would keep it consistent. You mm. would think, but like I said, merchandising. <laughs> yeah, merchandising. yeah. Now you're breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, yeah we don't uh, know why. Our, because our, our, Paramount need that money. <laughs> we well, need, the, same we need, need the money. Had, okay. Need Deep it. Space Nine had different uniforms than Star Trek The Next Generation. Why? Because whenever you turn the channel and you see that uniform, you know which show you're watching. Oh, yeah, 100%. Get all that. And it's the same yeah. thing. You you turn on Lower Decks, you're like, oh, there's the uniform. This is Lower Decks. Oh, there's Prodigy. Yeah. There's those uniforms. There's Discovery, there's those uniforms. There's Picard, and they're in those uniforms. It's just fascinating it's, to It's surmise. the same reason why Matt Groening made The Simpsons yellow. It's so you can instantaneously recognize yeah. which show you're watching. And I also stand by my theory that it's also a signpost for time travelers so they know exactly where they are. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> have told that before. Yeah. So our good friend Prestige Media has some really good points. You want to pull some of those up? Oh, yes, yes uh okay i don't think they change them that often i think the uniforms are specific to the posting see that's what i think i think that star starfleet has always had different uniforms and we're only seeing a bigger universe now because we have what five spinoffs on the air at the same time yeah yeah so that's that's i agree remember when deep space nine wore the black while the stripes while the ships wore the tng exactly exactly that's what i'm saying I still think theory you could confuse some aliens. I'm just saying. That they need to accommodate many species to an ever-growing alliance. Yes, because I don't think alien species who are deemed worthy for first contact would be that dumb. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, here's our first contact package, and here's all of our uniforms. Oh, my gosh, it's like the Sears catalog. Look at this. <laughs> Is this Did a you want to be on a space station? The ship has the Speedos. <laughs> Where do you keep the combat? Oh, that's where you keep the combat. Oh, dear Lord. Mm, we don't want to have any contact with you anymore. Please leave. <laughs> well, I'm that's sorry. Hard. That was the Delton ship. Yeah. Well, well I think I kind of got away with that rehashing of a question we done months ago. Yes. yes. Squeeze five yes. minutes out of good, that. So good way. Good, next good week, way. hopefully, I'll have some different <laughs> stupid soccer. Join us next week for more stupid Star Trek questions.
So or maybe believe or Thursday. I'm one on Thursday. So our stupid question is, how do they change those oh, uniforms, God. guys? Uh, well, hopefully, hey, look, hopefully at least let's check and see if my son's found our dog yet. Ah, uh, well, hopefully you'll find him eventually. You know, if you ever think that the midterms aren't important, just remember that the mayor in Jaws 1 was also the mayor in Jaws 2. <laughs> wow. <laughs> remember to vote. Remember to vote tomorrow, guys. Vote yes. please, please. Um, guys, we have some exciting news before we go. Do we? Yeah. We yeah. are moving our time slot permanently to... Thursday, right after the show. The show that we're going to be talking about. <clears throat> so we will be Thursdays at 9 p.m. Right after you watch the episode, we will be fresh off of the series with everything that happens in our minds, like ready to go mm. and talk about it. So we are yes. moving up. No more slacking. No more, no slacking. more slacking. We'll be yes. here. Uh, it's a great idea. This way we can get. On the night, while everyone's still thinking about it, boom, we'll be able to get stuck in, and hopefully get more of you guys on and interacting and yeah, telling so, me yes. how insane we all are and all that. Yeah, stuff. so make sure you tell your friends. Make sure you tell your uh, family and uh, your enemies. And remember to vote. And, and remember to vote. Yeah. All right. Until next time, guys. We're out of here. Well, nice. end of broadcast, eh? <laughs>